Another Way to Play, episode 42. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're having an amazing day as always. This is Ryan Huff, founder and CEO of Qualified Apparel and host of the weekly podcast, The Qualified. If you want to learn how to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should totally be listening to Another Way to Play with my buddy, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Hans Struzina. Check it out. Welcome to Another Way to Play, your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the 9-to-5 rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is Another Way to Play with your host, Hans Struzina. This is Another Way to Play. I am your host, Hans Struzina, and I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest is someone I'm really excited to bring on the show. His name is Ryan Huff. Uh, you may have heard of him because he's the CEO of Qualified Apparel as well as the host of of the Qualified Podcast. Qualified Apparel is a positive impact brand that feeds families across America by selling apparel. And the podcast has an ultimate goal of empowering you to chase your potential and live life that makes a positive impact. Uh, Today, Ryan and I get into a couple of different things um, that you're definitely going to want to look out for. He gets into his life mission and how he got to uh, defining that. It was actually a positivity rant, as he calls it, and it just came out of his mouth all of a sudden. And what he said was um, he's got a personal mission to live a life worth remembering, knowing that the world was made better because he had lived. Um, And he then goes into how he is going about um, doing that through his apparel brand as well as his podcast. We also talk um, more practically about how he seeks discomfort and his advice around doing that um, in order to continue to grow and get better. And um, ultimately, how uh, his main motivator here is to lay on his deathbed and uh, be on empty. So listen for all of that uh, in this episode. Before we get there, uh, just remember that I would love to have a personal conversation with you. Um, So if you go down into the show notes, you'll find Ryan's information. And just below that, you'll find my Calendly link. uh, So you can hop on my schedule. We can have a quick uh, connection call to get to know one another. uh, Because I'd love to just know who's listening, as well as uh, ask you a few questions about how to keep making this podcast even better. And if you get value out of this, uh, or um, you enjoy the guests we're bringing on, or any of the other episodes I put out, I'd really appreciate you going over to iTunes, leaving a written rating and review, because it gives me some great feedback, as well as helps uh, boost the show in the algorithm, so more people will find it. Uh, So without any further ado, let's get to it with Ryan Huff. Ryan, man, appreciate you being on the show today. Welcome. Dude, thank you so much for having me, Hans. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, I'm excited to have the conversation. Kind of a quick turnaround. We, you were just on my podcast. So I know. I know. Not Knocking a couple out here on a nice Saturday. I don't know what the weather's like for you, but the sun is coming out here in California. Hey, it's finally getting warmer here. It was in the 40s uh, this morning, but fortunately, I think it's in the 50s or 60s now. So here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we've we've heard a little bit about your intro. You've got a bunch of stuff going on. But before we get into that, why don't you build us a little bit of context and tell us where your story began? 
For sure, man. Um, so I think, so it really all kind of starts with, um, it kind of took off in uh, 2000 and actually, no, let's give the, the story. So back in, I used to hang out with some people that made me feel uh, really inadequate in my life. It kind of, that's kind of how everything kind of uh, set a foundation for what I'm doing today. Like, I, again, I don't think these people ever like made me feel more intentional with making me feel the way they did. Cause like, for example, they made me feel like crap for not having a college degree, for not having a family that was as affluent as theirs, for not having a car that was as nice as theirs or whatever have you. And um, these people were, you know, my quote unquote best friends. Right. And uh, just have, you know, childhood friends growing up with for a long time. And uh, anyways, it wasn't until I met my mentor who had become my best friend in 2009. And um, he, uh, after I, I ended up meeting him as a result of just cutting his grass, right? Uh, he, his mm -hmm. wife had uh, had shoulder surgery and he actually herniated his disc in his back. And because both of our families went to the same church, um, his wife reached out to my mom and said, hey, you know, would Ryan uh, mind cutting our grass? Well, so, uh, you know, I was like, well, hey, that's, you know, easy money, whatever. And so ended up, uh, ended up having a quick summer job. And it turns out that um, Craig, who's my mentor, best friend now, um, he uh, almost fired me after that first year, not because my work was bad, is because my mouth was so bad. I was so sarcastic and everything I did, like everything was a joke, like nothing could be serious. And so, but anyway, Sandy, his wife, um, before, whenever he told her, like, you know, Sandy, I think I'm just going to tell Ryan not to come back. She was like, uh, well, have you confronted him about it and told him about his mouth? And he goes, well, no. And so she goes, well, I think you should. And which, by the way, I'm going, whenever I'm able to financially, I'm going to buy her like a new car, like a shopping spree or whatever, have you, because I feel like this is a pivotal moment, pivotal moment in my life because without Craig um, being that catalyst for positive change in my life, I, I have no idea where my life would be today. And so anyway, so one time when I came back to his house after, you know, Sandy enlightened him, if you will, <laughs> he, mm -hmm. um, he, kicked, he kicked my butt verbally and uh, not like a condemning way or anything like that. But just like, hey, you know, you don't need to be so, so sarcastic and kind of just kick my butt for a while. It turns out he didn't think I was going to come back the next time but I kept showing up. And uh, so anyways, so that relationship kind of became what it is say where he and I are best friends and such. And so, but after a while, he actually, uh, because what would happen is I, I was still friends with these, with these people that I mentioned. And again, they, these people were not bad people. I, like I said, I don't think they intentionally did what they did, but I'm grateful that they did because I don't think that would have been a, that would, I don't think that was, that was another cause set in motion. You know, uh, oftentimes some of the worst things in our lives can be a, a platform for us to do incredible things as well. And so anyway, so eventually what would happen was I'd go hang out with these people and then go hang out with him afterwards. And I'd basically just vent. I'd go over to his house and just kind of like dump everything that happened. And so after we started becoming better friends and he felt more comfortable to, um, to you know finally have an input if you will on on what i was saying he realized like hey ryan have you noticed that these people kind of make you feel this way and that way every time that you hang out with them and so afterwards after i kind of woke up and realized like you know i shouldn't be hanging out with them i finally just cut the relationships the relationships off cold turkey and notably only one of them reached out afterwards and wondered like what the heck happened but during this time as well to, to, for more context i uh, was in school and um i i personally hate hated college it, it just honestly it just wasn't for me uh my my ultimate goal was to go to uh, texas a&m university and go to the Mays business school which is one of the top rated business schools in the state 
and maybe the country, but I'm, I'm not sure if that's accurate or not, but it's a great business school to go to. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I was going to a, a, you know, a little junior college, community college called Weatherford College hated it dude like i i applaud people who get their degree but it wasn't uh it just wasn't for me man it was not for me whatsoever and um so but i during this time though i thought that i had a negative association with learning like uh with education and such and um because like here i am sitting in a geology class i wanted to get my my you know i want to eventually get my bachelor's in business but i have to take an associate's degree first so i'm sitting here in this geology class learning about fossilized poop no exaggeration mm-hmm. and i'm like how is this helping me become a better person how is this helping me better in my life like it's there's no there's no benefit benefits this whatsoever and so but it was around this time that craig put a book in my hand called the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by john maxwell and what i realized at this point was that i it wasn't that i had a negative association association with learning it says i had a negative association with learning information that had zero capability of making me a better person you know and again nothing against college sometimes there's a lot of things that you need a college degree for um Mm -hmm. but just for me it wasn't the right thing and so but like after that book came in my hand dude i just started i became like a voracious reader man and i read all the you know jim collins books all the you know thinking or rich uh, james allen's books just like a whole lot of other john maxwell's books and everything like that what i realized was like this started changing the way i thought and changing the way i looked at life and um eventually it uh led me to become really frustrated because what it ultimately ended up happening uh craig who is you know like i said my best friend mentor he is a very successful business person. Uh, he used to run several like um, Taco Buenos and like different uh, companies like that. But he also, most notably, uh, was the CEO of, of Mrs. Fields Cookies and took it from a twenty-five million dollar year company to nine hundred to almost a billion dollar a year company. And he and I were supposed to get into business together, but um, just for no fault of his own, life just ended up happening. And fast fast forward to uh, twenty. 15 or so 2016 he and his wife moved up to indiana to learn how to flip houses kind of like a chip and joanna Gaines with a mm-hmm. fixer upper during this time I'm, I'm at home and i'm you know waiting basically i this whole time i was waiting for permission to do something when in reality i was learning everything i needed to know um by all these books that i'm reading especially like the business and leadership self-help everything and so uh Anyways, um, I remember sitting at home in like May of 2017, or not like May, it was, it was May of 2017, and I was on this rant of positivity is how I describe it, and uh, so I'm just talking to myself out loud, and I said, my mission is to live a life worth remembering, knowing that the world was made better because I lived, and so I said that out loud, and I was like, crap, I was like, well, heck, man, that's my last mission, you know, and so uh, didn't really know what to do from that point, but the first thing that came, that came to mind was apparel uh, to get involved, to get launched and um, and launching an apparel company. And so um, I'm a triathlete as well, um, you know, kind of you know an athlete like just like yourself, but just in a different mm-hmm. different format. And uh, so I was uh, you know a triathlete, so I wanted to qualify for the Ironman World Championship in Kona, Hawaii. So I just recently launched an Instagram to you know basically document my journey to qualifying. And, um, so I called my company Kona qualified apparel. And since I was, my Instagram name was Kona qualified just because, you know, I know that I was qualified to get there. You know, I, I had the ability to have the capability of getting there. I just need to put in the work in order to do it. And, you know, since Kona was where the destination was Kona qualified, I looked back on every single one of those first designs and I cringe, uh, because yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was ugly. It was awful, but it was a start. And that was the main thing. So, 
Um, and that's what I'm super grateful for because ultimately that led me to where I'm at today. And so right today I run a, you know, I run the positive impact brand qualified apparel, uh, where we feed families across America by selling apparel. And, uh, matter of fact, every one item we sell provides 20 meals for families in America and, uh, through our giving to feeding America. And so it's, uh, it's really exciting, man. I've recently launched a podcast that I'm grateful to have you as a guest mm-hmm. on just before this. And we add a lot of value to uh, the qualified family and, uh, it's really exciting, man. I'm really excited to continue, um, doing what I'm doing. And I feel like I'm just getting started just like yourself, just getting started in our careers and just getting started in what we're doing with our lives. And, uh, that's just some background. I mean, there's a lot, a lot in between there, a lot of life lessons and such, but that's where we're at today, man. Right on. Well, thank you for, for giving some more context. Cause you know, I, I alluded to a little bit of this in the intro, but man, you, you really rounded it out in a big way. Let's, let's take it back to the, to the college life. Um, there's a lot of people who listen to this and and cer- certainly other podcasts that think there is a track that is set out for them that they have to follow or sort of maybe a formulaic way towards success. And I think generally most people would say that's, um, you know, graduate high school, go to college, get a job, get a promotion, get married, have kids, house, et cetera. Sure. Most of the people who I've had on this podcast either have taken some different version of that or have a, an opinion about that as a, as a path. And I think a lot of the people who are listening uh, are recognizing that that may not be the right path for them. Like it sounds like it was for you. So can you talk about that moment when you're deciding you're in college, you're sitting in that geology class um, and trying to decide like, Hey, is this really the path that I want to pursue or not? And then having the internal conversation to actually go a different route. Like how did you make that decision for yourself? For sure. So for me, I think it comes a lot down to the people that made me feel like crap. Cause I mean, dude, I honestly got until just recently, I can actually talk about it without getting emotional just because like those feelings of inadequacy really riddled me. I didn't realize until this actually last year had a breakthrough in that feeling like I was actually worthy of success because there's a lot of uh, crap that I dealt with. Um, not feeling like I was good enough. Like it, like I didn't stack up, you know, like I can think of something that's kind of trivial, but this is something kind of funny as well. Um, there's a lot of, I used to work at Chili's part-time. Um, I just recently stopped working there in February of, of 2019 when I went full-time with qualified apparel. And I, since I worked there for almost 10 years, I literally saw people grow up, you know, and I'd see kids that were, you know, 12 years old graduating from high school and now going to college and like there'd be more fa- there'd be families that come in there that from just from the looks of it looked more affluent and such and so it was always interesting seeing their faces whenever they'd see me working there year after year after year they never said it verbally but it was always like what are you doing with your life like you you you're really you're just like you're 20 something years old you're just working as a as a you know person in a restaurant and so like things like that along with um those people that made me feel like crap for not having college degree are the reason why I don't actually, I'm one class away. If I wanted to get my associate's degree, I only have one class away. It's a technical writing class from getting my associate's degree. Um, But I will never get it simply for the fact that I want my life to be a testament to other people out there who might look at it as a college degree, like like the people you just discussed as, you know, being the like this is the next step right and i understand that dude and like for example if i wanted to be a dentist or a lawyer or a doctor yeah you know i obviously want those people to know what they to have a degree but like for someone that wants to go into it to get a degree as like a business person or a um 
a, uh, a the, the one that's always flabbergasted me is like you getting a degree in entrepreneurship. I'm like, mm -hmm. really? Entrepreneurship? I'm like, entrepreneurship is getting out there and getting your hands dirty. I feel like it's kind mm -hmm. of funny to me to get, I, I kind of just wonder what they learn in, in college classes and such. But like, I just, I just think it's a, uh, for me, I just, it, the, there was, I'm not really sure there was a moment to where I just realized that this, this, um, I need to go a different route. But for me, I just realized that it, there wasn't, I don't think there was a future in it for me considering like being a business, like there wasn't anything I was really learning that was benefiting me. Um, I was, I think the biggest thing that would be a benefit was the accounting class, but I mean, you can learn that online, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and honestly I, I took me three times to pass my accounting class. Uh, and the only mm -hmm. reason I passed it the third time was cause I cheated off of someone else. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. and so <laughs> I could, I never understood it, man. And so, and then business calculus was the same thing. And, uh, so for me, uh, there wasn't really like a, a moment that I changed. It was just more, actually, you know what? Not, not say that there was, it was the moment that I, that Craig put that book in my hand and I realized that college wasn't for me, but there was more out there that was going to help me be educated in a different way, you know, and educated in a way that would help me. Because dude, honestly, if it, if I had never met Craig, if I had never learned any of that, because I honestly don't know if I would have ever gotten into self-help or self-improvement mm -hmm. kind of stuff, if it weren't for him acting as a catalyst in my life and I would have just gone the college route, I, I don't know where I'd be in my life. And honestly, I'm not sure if I'd be as happy as I am today, as excited about life as I am today with the mm -hmm. perspective, with like the attitude. I, I don't know. I mean, not saying that, you know, college would have had such a negative impact on my life, but it's like, for me, I just knew it wasn't for me. For anyone out there, I mean, who's, who's wanting to know if like this is really for me or not, I, I guess it just kind of comes down to like, what do you want to do with your life? And like, what do you mm -hmm. like, what are you passionate about? I mean, it was such a cliche, like you know, follow your passion. But it's like, dude, it's so true. Like I was talking to a friend of mine I just had in the podcast recently. Um, his episode hasn't come out yet, um, but his name is Sushil and he is a uh, event planner. He lives in uh, India. I met him on whenever our, we both met during a trip to uh, Iceland. I went to Iceland for two weeks in 2018 by myself. He, one of the things he talked about, he's like, dude, for people out there, you need to pursue two things, pursue your passion and pursue excellence, being the best mm -hmm. in everything that you do and like being, you know, having a great work ethic. Um, but for me, it's like, there wasn't really that, that moment until like, I, you know, realized that I was supposed to be a different spot based on, you know, that book he put in my hand. And that kind of was just a uh, sparked an interest in me to realize like college isn't for me, but there's more out there for me. Those, those catalyst moments are really interesting because i i do think and this is something we talked about on on your show just a little bit ago there everyone's kind of got these moments and these internal dialogues when they realize something for themselves and it sounds like you were the beneficiary of a mentor mentee relationship that sort of maybe helped you skip the line as travis likes to talk about travis chapel um over on the build your network podcast would say but if there's somebody who's listening to this right now and like fantastic. Like I'm feeling angsty. I'm feeling like I may not be in the right path, um, but I don't have a mentor. Everyone around me is saying, go to college, graduate, get a job, you know, that sort of thing. But that just doesn't quite feel right. Um, what advice would you give to that person about how to sort of explore for themselves what would be right if this isn't it? What are you interested in? You know, like what, what interests you, what excites you. Um, but as far as not finding and try a lot of things, you know, get involved in a lot of things. Like I, I got involved. I, I took a salsa dancing lesson and salsa dancing classes, uh, you know, in early 2018, just to try it out. You know, um, recently 
you know, I talked about being a triathlete. I want to get into that. Then like that got me into running events and such. Like you got to try different things. You can't be afraid to try different things either. You know, mm -hmm. you got to put yourself out there and like, you got to seek that discomfort and get out of your comfort zone because ultimately growth is found outside of your comfort zone. Um, but for someone who doesn't have a mentor, I, I feel like and someone's like, well, you know, I don't have someone I can talk to every day. Like, dude, I feel like that's kind of, especially in today's day and age with, especially with how much information we have at our fingertips. Like, you know, I don't know how to, um, how to build a go-kart, but I'm pretty sure I could find out how on online, you know, I don't know mm -hmm. how to, you know, um, change my well, actually I kind of do but if I didn't I don't really know all the ins and outs of changing my oil in my car but if I wanted to I could learn I could figure it out right yeah so it's not really a, a, so much as a, a lack of resources as it is a lack of resourcefulness you know one thing that I've talked about on my podcast before is that if someone doesn't have a mentor you don't have really have like a, a peer group you can get around dude who are you inspired by? Are you inspired by The Rock? Are you inspired by Dwayne, you know, by uh, Oprah Winfrey, Steve Jobs, whoever? A lot of these people, you know, what, maybe you're inspired by Hans Struzina, right? Um, whoever you're inspired by, people out there have their information that you can find online, whether that's through a book, through their podcast, through their YouTube channel, through their Instagram. You can find ways of getting connected with people. Now, maybe you can't connect with them on like a you know phone call basis, like we're having right now, and get on a Zoom call with them. But you can figure out, you can find out their information through other means, you know. And mm -hmm. so I don't think that you know saying oh, I don't have a mentor like you had or whatever is a is an, is a valid excuse anymore, especially with mm -hmm. with uh, the advent of technology. Um, so I mean, but as far as like you know as far as you know what your question was asking you as well i think it comes back to what i said you got to try new things you got to get out mm -hmm. there and pursue different things and like you can't be afraid of looking foolish dude like i remember oh, yeah. <laughs> like like i mentioned it with the uh with the um you know um with the salsa dancing a second ago whenever i went out there and tried it dude i it freaking terrified me first of all because i initially wanted to get into salsa dancing simply because that's uh something that whenever i meet the the future mrs huff whoever that is i want to go dancing with her right and i want to you know have fun um in that aspect with her and such but i was like you know i don't want to wait till that till then to figure out how to dance and so i decided ahead of time like you know what i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just going to smile and laugh the entire way through and i recently <laughs> heard a quote by grant cardone he said uh even if you're going through hell keep smiling you know and that's i feel like that's a just a, a basic principle for life it's like you gotta you gotta be you can't be afraid of failure you can't be afraid of looking foolish you can't be afraid of falling down flat on your face because guess what everyone does it you know everyone mm -hmm. does it man i look back at my first uh, on the first like i said designs for qualified apparel or the first episode for the qualified podcast i'm sure you look at the whenever you first started mm -hmm. rowing or something like that i mean you look back on those events and you like you cringe on that but like dude you get better as you go you know, and that's what I encourage anyone who doesn't know where to start. Well, just start with something small. Maybe that's going out. To, maybe that's going out and like getting connected with someone you never got connected with before. Maybe it's whatever. It's gonna be different for everybody. But like, mm -hmm. you can't just stay stagnant. You gotta get out there and try different things, and you know, see what see what interests you, what piques your interest. Even if it's something you're not overly fond of, but maybe it's like, yeah, I want to give that a whirl. Try it. What have you got to lose? You know. Uh, well said, man. Well said. You know, I think with that uh, that conversation that we're on relative to to what are you interested in, I think it very much segues into the the um, the passion conversation. Like everyone in the entrepreneurship space, well, not everyone. This is, I guess, polarizing at this point. But <laughs> a lot of people will right. say, "Follow your passion, the money will come," and other people will basically say 
you know, do what pays you and then, and then spend your time and your money on what you're passionate about. Right. So you've kind of got these two ends of the spectrum sure. for you. Where does passion come into your pursuit, your business and, and the things you do in your life as versus, um, you know, just do the thing that pays you and, and do your passion in your free time. It comes down to my last mission. Um, the, what I realized whenever I was on that rant of positivity was my last mission, which I, which I mentioned is to live a life worth remembering, knowing that the world was made better because I lived. And that is translated into, um, you know, launch just recently, a few days ago, January 1, launching my YouTube channel, launching um, Qualified Apparel, launching the Qualified Podcast and such, which our mission with all those platforms is a derivation of my last mission, which is kind of like questions I asked you um, on my, on my, the last few questions I asked you on my podcast, which were, it comes down to this. I want to empower people to chase their potential and to live a life that makes a positive impact, right? And so for me, when it comes to my passion, it just comes down to that. Like if I'm passionate, if my, if my mission is truly that, which it is, then I've got to be passionate about things that do just that. I've got to be passionate about those things. So like for me, I just, I, I was almost, almost touched on this on the, on the, on the other question you just asked me. I, one thing that keeps me going every day that keeps my passion alive is two things, two motivators, discipline and regret, right? You can, cause you can either have, I forget who's credited with saying it, but you can, you can either have the pain of discipline or you can have the pain of regret. And dude, I remember being, um, this was back in May of last year. I was at my mentor's house, at Craig's house. And he had regularly got, he asked me like, Ryan, how many businesses did you visit this week for qualified apparel? How many businesses did you talk to? How many emails did you send? Whatever. And I had told him like, well, you know, I got busy doing this. You know, I, I love the creative. I do like, I honestly, I love the creative aspect of like making designs and such. And so mm -hmm. I, I, some, I used to, you know, uh, shirk away from talking to people and such and actually the sales side, which is what I need to do sales and fulfillment. And so he had asked me like, you know, he said, well, Ryan, what, what's stopping you from, from getting out there? And for me, I, it was one, it was two things. I said, I'm terrified of not becoming the man I want to become, but also I'm terrified of actually going out there and making it happen. So it was like a two mm -hmm. things that were making it that were holding me back. But like a, a bigger motive, once I realized that I'm, that I'm, that God wants me to be a success and I realized that, you know, Hey, I'm put on this earth just to be a success and I'm qualified to do these things. I put in the work for it. I realized that that pain of regret is so much bigger than it's the pain of discipline because the pain of discipline, you know, weighs ounces while the pain of regret weighs tons, you know? And so if you can just associate that and, you know, with like, you know, waking up on your deathbed and, you know, <laughs> wishing that you would have done more and hoping, you know, wishing that you would have done more with your life. I mean, there's a great, there's a great, uh, I forget who, who was saying it, but there was, um, someone was talking about, you know, Oh, I there was someone that I think it was either Ed Milet or maybe it was someone else. I forget who it was, uh, but they were talking about how they had like a life or death situation. Like they were in a car wreck or whatever have you. And like something was about to happen where they could have passed away from it. And, no, it was, uh, oh gosh, I think it was Bedros, actually. I was listening to this podcast recently. And one of the things that they, that they were talking about whenever they had this situation where they almost, when they almost died is that they never thought about, you know, I wish I would have you know, done this or that. They, they, they thought about the things of, of like, you know, I, I should have done this, but I never have it. Like a, basically, they, they were kind of like looking at their life as like, what have I done? You know, I haven't done anything yet. I haven't actually achieved anything yet. And I think when you can look at your life through that perspective, it's like, you know what, I don't want to get to my deathbed wishing that I could have done more. I think that, I think that ultimately, you know, living your life to where you die on empty 
is a, is a great way to live your life because ultimately mm. as you become better, the world around you gets better. I mean, it's it, me bettering my life doesn't affect just me. It affects the, the world around me, you know? And whenever we can start looking at it that way to where the more value you add to yourself, it, it, it overflows, you know, it, it doesn't just affect you. Your cup eventually starts to overflow to where it affects everything around you. And so I think given having a, maybe if you don't have a life's mission, think, figuring out, okay, well, like what, what can I, what excites me? Like, do I, do I want to get involved in like a humanitarian effort? Do I like getting mm-hmm. involved in business or like what, it, what, like, again, it comes back to like trying new stuff and figuring out new things. Um, but like for me, my why and my, my last mission drives me a lot and that gives me a lot of motivation and a lot of drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, that's why I want to do all these things and ultimately become the man that I know got put on this earth to become. With trying new things, as we've talked about on your show and I've talked about on this show with many other people, there's inevitably going to be a failure. And I think that fear of failure, as you were saying, relative to your business development and your fulfillment, um, right. was one of the reasons that you weren't making your sales calls. What is a, an example of a failure that you experienced, in, especially in your business, that you then learned from and you're glad you had um, that then catapulted you uh, into another direction or for another sure. level um, for that matter? For sure. Um, I think for me, it was just, first of all, believing, believing that believing in yourself first is, is, is a big one, like believing in your product, believing in your cause and everything. Um, but I'm not sure there's one that really catapulted me, but I know there, there's a couple that I can think of that were just kind of like, that taught me a, good, a valuable lesson that helped me become better going forward. I remember my first trade show I did in uh, 2018, back when I first started getting serious about the company, we, we launched in 2017, November under Kona Qualified Apparel, then changed the name to Qualified Apparel in uh, January. Added the positive impact of feeding families across America after that as well. But I, I you know, got serious about it in August 2018. And um, I had two orders that came in. And these mm-hmm. two orders that came in provided, um, I think, just over 1,100 meals for families in America. So super exciting stuff. And um, we, uh, you know, I got these, you know, got the orders and I got them shipped out. And what I failed to realize was, is that one of the orders that went was going to uh, Wisconsin and it was, uh, I, I had accidentally typed in the address wrong by one number, um, which doesn't seem like a big deal. However, um, it is, especially if it needs to go to the correct address. And so, um, I had accidentally sent it to uh, the store right next to theirs and, um, had their name on it, had the, you know, had the store name and the ladies that own the boutique there. Um, however, it just so happened to go to of all places, a cigar shop, and oh, no. this package, yeah, and for whatever reason, these guys opened up the package, realized it wasn't theirs, and let it sit for a week, over a week, before finally giving it to the people that were next to them. And so these clothes now have, you know, been sitting in a cigar shop for over a week, are now all soaking in cigar smoke. So I literally, I remember I was on my way back from Tennessee, and uh, I'd just done an Ironman in Chattanooga. In Ironman Triathlon in Chattanooga, and I get this, I get this angry email from my customer saying, "Hey, uh, we got our package, uh, you know, over a week, over a week late, um, and what is it? You know, the clothes have been are now soaked in, sm- in smoke. We can't sell them. We want our money back, and you know, whatever." And of course, I'm like, "Oh crap!" And so I went online, and I'm like, "Certainly, I didn't make a mistake." And yep, sure enough. I put the numbers in wrong. And so what I did, you know, of course made it right. I um, got their package, you know, got their shirts, you know, I printed their shirts literally the next day, got them FedEx, you know, got them UPS like next day, early morning. Um, and then, um, you know, they were all good to go. But like what that taught me was the power of being thorough and making sure that you, you know, 
check and recheck, right? And like, I'd mm-hmm. make sure that I'd, I'm super thorough with that. Um, but I think another like breakthrough moment in my in my life came as a result of last year um, in 2019. And uh, I think it was around June or July. I think it was around July. Um, there was this girl I was uh, talking to at the time, or I guess technically dating at the time. And um, I had still had those feelings, like I'd mentioned to you before, about um, about not believing in myself. Like, for example, um, it had translated to a point where I had eventually started making the sales and started eventually making the sales calls and showing up to businesses. But, like, there was a period of time whenever I would, um, like, after this trade show I did in January of 2019, where I had a lady that was in my booth, she was, you know, she loved the product. She loved the cause. And she was, she literally asked me the question. She goes, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, she said, Hey, should I go ahead and buy now? Or should I come back later? And I was like, yeah, you can go and come back later if you want. You don't have to buy now, which I mean, you know, sales just as much as anyone. If they, if you yeah. tell them that they're not coming back. Right? right. And so, uh, of course she didn't. And the reason I talked her out of the sales because I didn't believe I was worthy of it. Right. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was good enough for it. And those feelings of inadequacy were still there from the years prior, whenever I was made to feel inadequate. Right. And so anyways, but that transpired again to where like, um, I thought I'd overcame that. And I was, uh, I, I went to go visit several businesses, about 15 businesses in one day in this little town. And I had a week had gone by and I realized I hadn't followed up with one of them. And again, mm-hmm. I cause I didn't feel like I was worthy of the, of the sale. And so, but I was talking to this girl and I was reading this book at the same time while I was doing this program called 75 hard by Andy mm-hmm. Priscilla. And one of the things that I had was reading this book is called wired for success program for failure. And one of the things it talked about was, is that God made us be a success, right? And like, regardless of what your beliefs are, we're all put here on this earth, whether you believe through a creator or through the universe as a whole, we're not here to live mediocre lives, right? We're, we're here to live life to the fullest, whether your fullest is being the best cook at your restaurant or being the best president of the United States. And we all need, everyone has the role to play. And just because your role is different from everyone else doesn't make it any less significant. But like, I was realizing that, you know what, I have these dreams and goals for my life. And, you know, especially when it comes to like my company, like I, I, we are going to be the leading positive impact brand in the world, providing food, clean water, education, and freedom from sex trafficking to millions across the globe every year. Like that's our goal. But like, I don't, I, I, whatever, when I was reading this book and I, I called her, her name is Chelsea and I called her. I'm like, dude, I said, listen to this. I said, God wants me to be a success. And I was excited about it. And she reiterated this with this point. This comes back to your question, how this, really helped me. It wasn't really a failure, but it was, the, it was a moment that helped me catapult my career forward. She was like, Ryan, she said, God doesn't give these ideas and these kind of dreams to everyone. She said, you know what, these things that you talk about of like, you know, going out and, you know, doing these things through the company and such. She said, that kind of stuff terrifies me. <laughs> and, so, and she's mm-hmm. in a leadership role herself. She's a pastor and she's over several people and such. And, um, but like, uh, she was telling me she was she what she did was she just confirmed the fact that these desires in my heart are there for a reason and I've got to keep moving forward in order to fulfill them but like that belief and that believing I was worthy of success was a huge moment in my life which was honestly a reason why 2019 was my breakthrough year I was saying it was going to be and that was one of the reasons why it was is that belief in myself that you know what hey I am worthy of this. Hey, I, I am qualified to make my life exactly how I want it to be. And I just got to put in the work and such. And so that was really, I mean, obviously the thoroughness part was, was one thing. It was just kind of like a business practice, but like this one was really the most, um, 
pivotal moment in my in my life when it comes to my business more more specifically and just anything in general more so you have to have the belief in yourself first i mean if you if you if you <laughs> if you take action with the belief that's not going to work you know how, how much action you're going to take little to no action and when you take little to no action what kind of results do you get little mm -hmm. to no results you get lousy results and that plays with your psychology and you don't ever try again right so mm -hmm. you've got to have the belief in yourself first that it's going to work and if you if it's not going to work you're going to find out a way to make it work right you got to keep mm -hmm. showing up and keep doing it over and over again and like i was just talking to my mentor last a couple nights ago and talking about how we're building the brand and like when i even when i talk about my company a lot of people would call us a give back brand which i i honestly hate that term and I, that's why i because I, I, I feel like whenever you say give back it feels like something is almost owed to someone like oh I, mm -hmm. you, you've been having someone taken from you so i got we got to give it back or i've made it now so therefore i got to give back i'm like no dude, that's a bunch of horse crap like i applaud people like toms or like bomb which like feeding america all these people that do amazing things to help better the society but like I don't want to label ourselves to give back because I don't, I, I don't like the connotation with it. So like mm -hmm. for me with a, with a company and everything we do, even our logo is a radiating plus we want to make a, we want to radiate positivity in everything we do. You know, that's why our logo is a radiating plus. And so that's why we brand ourselves as a positive impact brand. But he and I were talking about that and he was like, dude, Ryan, you're making it, you're making a, you're building a brand right now and it's going to be hard. It's going to suck. But here's the thing that, you know, that you know just as much as anyone and anyone who's listening to this podcast needs to know. It's like, you've got to embrace that suck in order for you to keep moving forward. You know, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to come to the realization that you're going to have a lot of sleepless nights. You're going to have mm -hmm. a lot of failures. You're going to have a lot of times when you're going to get kicked in the face and you're not going to want to keep moving forward. But mm -hmm. here's the thing. Um, there's a, there's a podcast that I've you know mentioned before um, to you, the, the Born to Impact podcast with Joel Marion mm -hmm. and Dan Long. And Dan says this point that I really love, and I think you'll appreciate this as well. He said, there's no difference between the 99% and the 1%. The only difference is that the, nine, that the 1% chose to look past their limitations and do it anyways. They chose to keep showing up. They chose to keep persisting. And because of that reason, they are the 1%, you know, and that's not mm -hmm. just in terms of money. That's in terms of anything, you know, with a mm -hmm. successful marriage, with successful, you know, with, with successful career in mm -hmm. sports or in health or whatever have you. It's like, you got to look past your limitations and keep going anyways, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, man, there's so many things in that, uh, that I was thinking about as you, as you were talking, you've clearly got a passion for what you're doing. You've clearly got a, a drive and a motivation to do it. Uh, and and I would say most people who meet you or hear you are probably going to say it's it's uncommon, right? The way that you're approaching this and the excitement that you're bringing to this, because I mean, I certainly do not have that level of of drive outside of my my own drive for success in my real estate practice. Like, I certainly want to serve my clients at a high level, but I'm not feeding people with with what I'm doing. So you've got something else that a lot of that I think is really awesome. And is clearly driving you forward. Um, but one I thing I want to, I want to, you. you're welcome. I want to point out to the audience is you don't necessarily have to have that from day one to get started. And Absolutely not for sure. I think everyone will eventually get to that, to that level for themselves, but it's not necessarily going to come right at the beginning. Um, I think, let's see, it was Mikey Young's episode that just released a couple days ago on my podcast, he's talking about um, the, the, the thing for him uh, that really moved the needles when he started to get selfish in his life. He talks mm -hmm. about, he was like literally and figuratively basically giving homeless people coffee. And by that he meant 
I was doing really small gestures for everybody that really wasn't moving the needle for them or for me. But when he decided to really get selfish in the way of like, what's good for me? What's good for my business? What am I going to do to make this a bigger impact, like a bigger brand, a bigger, um, you know, a bigger money-making machine, a bigger this and that. Then after a year or so, he said he was able to then start pouring back into people in ways that were super meaningful. And he's now got this, uh, this makeover method and the brand and stuff that helps people transform their businesses. And that wouldn't have come if he wasn't sort of selfish for a while. And so I just want to point out right. that there are a lot of ways to go about pursuing whatever your, your thing is. And, and I do think that over time, like that will evolve and change for, for everybody. And, and sometimes you get hit with it immediately. Sometimes it might take five or 10 years to figure that thing out. But um, just because you don't have the mission to feed a million people doesn't mean you shouldn't start. Absolutely. And I think one thing that, um, that I wanted to touch on as well, you mentioned, you know, not everyone's going to have like that kind of energy. And dude, quite frankly, I don't want everyone to have the same kind of energy, right? Like, so I mentioned before, it's like, we all have our own role to play. You know, we're always going to need the CEO. We're always going to need the janitor, right? We're always going to need people mm -hmm. with high energy, but with low energy. Like, we, we, mm -hmm. we all have our own role to play. It's cause, and just because you don't, you're not some way doesn't mean that you're any less significant. It mean you're any less worthy. doesn't mm -hmm. mean you're not qualified to do something, you know? And um, what's funny is it's like, I wasn't always the way that I am today either. Um, I think, cause like, it's, uh, I used to be like super antisocial. Like it got to the mm -hmm. point, um, I would, uh, it's kind of just a funny story, but like, um, I would, uh, there's this youth group I used to go to every Tuesday night until they stopped doing it, but they would, um, so I would, I would get there. It would start at seven fifteen, right? I would intentionally get there at seven thirty, not because I wanted to be late every time it's because here's the reason. So I'd be listening to church online as I was driving and I get there at seven 30. So that way the lights would already be down during praise and worship. I could slide in. No one would see me. And then whenever the lights would come up and they'd say, Hey, welcome to the church, whatever. And they say, turn around and greet somebody. I would already be sitting down at this time. So that way I would have my face on my iPad that I used to the Bible app on. And, uh, that way no one would talk to me. No one would come up and shake my hand. Cause I'd just be looking at with the, with my head in the, in my iPad as if I'm reading something. And then after they would, after the service would be over and they dismiss the service, I would, and they'd say, all right, everyone close your eyes. You know, I said, we dismiss and pray over the service before we leave. I would stand up and leave during that time. So literally I was a ghost and no one knew I was ever there. And so I say that not, it's, it's kind of just a, a goofy story of like, you know, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't yeah. so social and whatnot. I say it for the point that's like, just because you are not what you want to be today doesn't mean that you can't be right just because you might not be at the place you want to be today doesn't mean you're never going to be you know like mm -hmm. I, for example we're with qualified apparel we're not the leading positive impact brand as yet right we're not doing all these things we want to be yet but that doesn't discourage me you know it doesn't discourage the fact that you know I, I, we're still going to you know it's just a matter of okay you know what i might not be where i want to be yet but thank god i'm not where i not where i was yesterday right thank god mm -hmm. i'm not, not where i used to be and so mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, to your point, you don't have to, you know, everyone has their own way of going about it. And just because you're not where you want to be just yet, don't let, this, let, let, don't let that discourage you. Don't let that mm -hmm. be a reason why you can't succeed. Let it be a reason like, okay, you know what? Hey, I'm not where I want to be yet, but like I can see other people that look like me, whether they're male, female, black, white, Indian, Hispanic, doesn't matter. If they succeeded, I can succeed too, man. I mean, mm -hmm. my goodness, like you, there's no, there's no lack of resources in this life that can allow us to change our life. It's just a matter of how resourceful are we going to be?
with those resources, right? And mm-hmm. so um, for me, it's just like, I just, I want to get out there and encourage people to do that. You know, if I can connect with people through my energy or through some, yeah, like, something absolutely. I say, that's awesome, you know, but like, it doesn't matter where you start, you just got to start. Thank you for, for bringing up that story. Cause I think it does illustrate a transformation that you've taken in your life um, from being an extremely shy, introverted, don't even want to <laughs> like look at anyone in church of all places to someone who is you know, in a position of helping thousands and hopefully millions of, of people. And this is something we sort of talked about on, on your show. And I, I think is worth noting here. Um, you know, you don't have to take the big step from getting uh, to where you are to where you want to be. There's going to be a ton of baby steps and sideways and backwards all along the Absolutely. way. Like I illustrated with my Olympic story, like I didn't know that I wanted to go, even that I wanted to go, let alone that I could go to the Olympics until I was at least, I don't know, seven-ish years in into the sport. And that's not to say that I didn't have other goals that really excited me and got me going, but like people see me as an Olympian, they see the title. They don't see, right. you know, all 12 years of me and the inadequacies the as a young yeah. person and all of that. So there are a lot of smaller steps, a lot of smaller goals, quote unquote, smaller. They were pretty big at the time, but um, that drove me along the way to that destination. And, and just like with you, you know, you, you've done a lot of self work. You've, you know, had some mentors, you've had, you've dropped some friends, you've gotten some new friends, you've done all these different things that have gotten you to where you are today. And there will continue to be some of those steps as we go forward. And that's what I really want to reiterate to people who are thinking about getting started or thinking about making a pivot. In some ways, you don't have to have it figured out immediately, you just have to take those next step or two uh, to get you in that direction. One thing I think you'll like this quote, um, you probably already heard it before, but I heard it from Les Brown years ago. He said, uh, in order to do something you've never done, you've got to become someone you've never been before, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, like, it's funny as I was, as you were just talking just now, I thought about another funny story. Um, I, there, there's several friends of mine who bought some shirts for me recently and, or I say recently, this is probably a couple of years ago now. Um, but they, uh, they, um, whenever I went, uh, friends I went to high school with actually. And there's a couple mm-hmm. they ended up having a kid together in high school and um, they've been together ever since. Anyways, they were asking me, they go, what, what changed with you? Because they knew me in high school, right? They knew me as a kid, like even, you know, shy and not, not as uh, energy driven and not as all this kind of jazz as I am today. And they were like, what changed with you? And I was basically able to say the same thing that I just mentioned, mentioned to you, but um, that's what it is, man. It's like, you've got to consistently just speak. Honestly, it just comes down to be committed, being committed to the process and being committed to the journey ahead and embracing the change, embracing the fact that, you know what? Well, also here's the thing. You better, you, you better be at the state of mind where you should not want to be in the same place that you are year after year. Like there was example, mm-hmm. there's a friend of mine I was just talking to on the phone before, before I got home and we did our episode. Um, she was talking about a girl that she was friends with and this girl was talking about how, you know, they're having some issues in their marriage and the guy from what this lady was talking about, the guy was very committed to, you know, wanting to go to counseling, wanting to, you know, do different, read different books. Like, Hey, I'm reading this book. It's really helped me out. I think you should read it too. And like from the looks of it, the guy was really committed to making it happen. But the one was just like, eh, I don't really want to do that. Or, eh, I don't really want to do this. And like, she was this, and I was like, after my friend was talking about this a, a, a little more, I was like, I don't think she should really be married at all. And like, 
she's mm-hmm. coming to that realization now. But like she was just uh, saying as well, she's like, you know, I'm just happy where I'm at. You know, I don't want to change. I don't want to do anything. And like for me, I'm just hearing that in her context, it was like, you know, I, just, I don't want to change. I don't want to do anything to make this any better. And I just don't want to like pursue it, making my life any better. And like for me, I'm like, why would you not? And granted, everyone's different. I, I get that. But at the same, at the same effect, if you're like, as, for example, I turned 29 in March, you know, it's January 4th today. I turned 29 March 5th. If I, if I, if I, when I turn 29 and then I turn 30 in 2021, if I can look back on the 29 year Ryan to the 28th or 30 year Ryan and realize there's been no changes whatsoever, I feel like that's a, I can't even think of the word that describes that's a huge like disservice to myself, but not only that, it's the world around me, man. Cause like for me, I want to get to my deathbed. Like for, I feel like a dream end of a life. I, I've heard this from Ed Milet before. If you, if you might, you might've heard this as well. Um, I feel like a dream end of a life, we just somehow get to, get to heaven. You know, I'm a person of, you know, Christian faith. So I, I want to you know, believe that, you know, go to heaven. And so I, I want to get there. And whenever I get to that point, I want God to introduce me to the Ryan he created me to become, right? And whenever he does, I like here I see this, you know, super successful, good-looking, charismatic kind of guy sitting in front of me. And when I see him, I want to be like, dude, what's going on, man? How you doing? You know, give him a big hug and whatnot. And like, you know, because why? Why do I respond that way? Because I became that man, you know, and mm-hmm. I am best friends with him because I did everything in my power while I was on this earth to become the Ryan that God made me to become. Versus, I feel like the worst way to get, to get to that place would be to somehow meet that person and have no idea who they are, you know, and be introduced to them and be like, oh, hey, what, what's your name? And have, and have no, no, no reality of the fact that this is a person that I was put on this earth to become. Now, whether that happens that way or not is irrelevant. The premise of it is the same, is that mm-hmm. whenever we're here on this earth, I, you can't just stay stagnant, man. You can't just stay where you're at. You can't again i'm not saying that everyone needs to go out there and be the next you know you know jeff bezos or the next oprah winfrey or sarah blakely or rachel hollis or i'm not saying that don't misunderstand i'm saying that you owe it to yourself and the world around you to demand the best of yourself every single day what maybe your best is just being maybe your best is being the best stay-at-home mom the best stay-at-home dad the best business person the best doctor the best the best waiter at chili's it doesn't matter. We all have our own role to play, but like you got to just pursue, like I love what Andy Priscilla talks about. He says, success is the pursuit of your potential. If your potential is that of being the next president of the United States, do that. If your potential is being the most requested speaker in the world, do that. If your potential is being the best stay-at-home mom, do that. Or the best business mom or whatever it is, do that, right? Like, because here's the thing as well that I also got from Andy. He's, he says, if you're performing at a level that's underneath what you know you're capable of performing at, it's going to be impossible for you to feel great about yourself. Mm-hmm. And dude, I know that's be true in my life. I'm, I know that you know that's be true in your life, especially mm-hmm. being Olympian and you know being a great sales associate with Sosabees and such. Man, it's like that is so true. Like, it's like ultimately you know you're leaving stuff on the table, and if you're leaving stuff on the table, it's like you can't feel good about yourself. It's like, dude, I know I'm made for more yeah. than this, you know? And so I think once you realize that, once you realize like, you know what, Hey, I can do this. And you believe in yourself and you realize that you're created for more and that you're qualified for more. I think that's really when life begins. And like you honestly, if you're a person of faith, you start that surrender and you know, giving everything to God and going from there. But if you're not a person of faith, like, Hey, you know what? Hey, the universe has called me for more than this. And I feel mm-hmm. that, you know what, regardless of what your religion is, I 
like I said, I believe we're qualified for more, man. We're here for more than just working in nine to five and just making enough money just to retire and die, you know, <laughs> or mm-hmm. maybe so much more than that. Amen, brother. Appreciate you bringing all that up. Um, I do want to respect your time and, and transition us to the end of the episode, but you just really, really brought it. So people are going to want to back that up for a couple of minutes and re-listen to that one because that, that was awesome. Um, you got me so on my gonna, soapbox, man. I get passionate yeah, about this stuff. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all that because I, I was going to bring up the Andy Purcell stuff too, so I'm glad you beat me to it. So I want to take us into the focus five, which is the same five questions I ask every guest on every show. Um, okay. I'm definitely excited to hear what you have to say about it. You ready? Well, snap. Let's go. I feel like I heard this from an episode I listened to, but I don't remember what the five questions are. So I'm All right. Excited. Well, first one, first one's a bit of a softball here. Uh, uh, what book have you gifted most often? Uh, so it's, it's a tie between these two. It's either Wired for Success, Program for Failure, or how to stop the pain both by dr james b richards awesome if you could give it an hour of somebody's time past or present live or dead and ask as many questions as you wanted who would that person be and why oh gosh um man there's so many uh there was so it probably man past or present um there's so many that that you could think of so there's one person that I just I'm fascinated by. His name is uh, he's actually one of the top guests I aim to have on the on the qualified. Uh, his name is uh, John Paul DeJoria. Uh, he is the uh, co-founder of Paul Mitchell Hair Care Products and also the co-founder of, of Patron Tequila. And just his story of like being homeless with his son, all the failure that he experienced when with selling encyclopedias. And he's 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 just a fascinating man. Um, he would he would be the one I'd definitely love to sit down and just talk to. Man, he's, he sounds like such an interesting guy. Well, hopefully you can get them on your show and you can do That's just that. Absolutely. What, what is one thing that you believe that most people would probably disagree with you on? Uh, well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to get political. Uh, so, <laughs> um, uh, let me see. I don't want to, I don't want to alienate anybody. Um, let me see that most people would disagree with you on. Oh, man. Um, I have to say something funny that pineapple does not belong on pizza. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> right on keep it light all right there we uh, go give us a glimpse of your morning routine how do you start your day so starting my day get up uh make my bed um get into so i'm reading through uh, so i read through the bible um this year so read a couple of chapters um and also read a proverb uh depending on what the day is so like today was proverbs four um after that i go in i take my um i have a uh green drink and a uh was it a beet root powder that i take mm-hmm. which the beet root powder it makes me almost gag every time uh, but the green drink and that are super healthy so i take that with a lot of water afterwards as well as to wake up everything in the morning I usually check my social media after that i check emails to see if there's anything i need to respond to see if we got any new orders with qualified apparel then uh review my goals like review like my vision board and you know basically just keep me reminded like what we're going for and like you know the things i'm doing every day to become the man I was put here on to become and get the ball rolling, man. So depending on what the day is. So sometimes it happens every morning like that, but there's several, yeah. you know, several things that we, uh, that we make sure to do every morning. So. Right on. Well, Ryan, appreciate you being on the show, man. What is the best place that we can connect with you online? So I am most active on Instagram. Uh, you can connect with me at Ryan C Huff, uh, the letter C uh, for my middle name, Ryan C Huff, H U F F. 
Um, also just recently started a YouTube channel, uh, but you can search the qualified family on YouTube and it'll come up there and uh, you can, you know, connect with me through qualified apparel, qualified apparel has its own website, qualified at qualified apparel or visit the website online um, or sorry, Instagram at qualified apparel. And then mm -hmm. the website online, if you want to learn more about us, how we create our impact, uh, or if you have any promotional printing, we want to do that. You'd like to feed families across America with, you can log on to qualified-apparel.com and connect with us there. Um, and also my email, personal email is ryan.huff at thequalified.life and uh, connect with me there as well. Right on, Ryan. Appreciate you being on the show today, man. Have a good rest of your day and uh, thanks again for being on. Dude, thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure and an honor and uh, grateful to be on Another Way to Play. So thank Absolutely. you so much. Hope you guys out there are having a great day. Man, that was fantastic. I really hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did because I know I've been looking forward to bringing Ryan on for uh, basically since the first time we talked a couple of uh, months ago. If you want to connect with Ryan directly, uh, his information both for Qualified Apparel and the Qualified Podcast as well as his Instagram handles are all in the show notes, uh, so go down there and check it out. Uh, and while you're down there, find my Calendly link, grab a time so we can connect. I'd love to uh, interact with you personally and uh, just learn a little bit more about you, who's listening, uh, how I can make this podcast a better experience for you, what you'd like to learn more about, what other guests we should get on, and the like. Uh, so go ahead and do that. And if you haven't done so, um, and you're getting value out of this show, please go over to iTunes, leave a written rating and review, because it really helps me with some feedback, as well as uh, boost the show in the algorithm. So uh, thank you so much for taking a listen today. Uh, really appreciate you tuning in. And without any further ado, this is Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play, signing off and remember to make every chapter better than the last. Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. Reach out to Hans at Chief SNAH on Instagram, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play.